Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Well, pink shirt day for Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't sleep. You're nervous, eh? Yeah, it, you can kind of tell it because I was. Uh, I looked at the clock when I walked in the building and it I'm was nervous like, for him. Four thirty. I gotta opt this thing, and yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> Did you send Jake a note? Send right, him an email. Just, just make yeah, sure he's I, around. I said, Jake, remember, we're idiots. We need help. Okay. You did send that? Yes. Okay. I know we have, like, weekly teams meetings, and every week we struggle to... How do we get this sound? I got my <laughs> wife to sit down and show me teams last night. That's why I was sending you messages. Yeah, I'm getting all these empty voicemails from Locke. <laughs> like, well, how am I getting voicemails to my email? Our whole company is on teams. Like, yeah. everything... Like, I, and I was telling my wife at dinner last night... I get messages all the time into my email. Like, I'm an email guy. Yeah. Um, People aren't using email anymore. It's no, on Teams. No, everything is Teams. All our meetings, like, I... Yeah. And I'm just... I never go on it. I never opened it up. And no one's ever... Showed you. No one's ever showed me. It just ended up being a yeah. thing, right? And, and and I didn't know... I thought Teams was just another version of Zoom. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, no, it's not. There's chat. There's calendars. There's... Yeah. You can book a flight to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how they just everyone just assumes ah the old guy he'll catch up eventually he'll figure it he'll out figure it out from the harvard media news center the locker room news justin trudeau's government has tabled their online harms bill they say this bill will help to pr- help protect canadians particularly children and youth against online harm um some of the things bill c63 proposes is targeting non-consensual sharing of intimate images including deep fakes made by artificial intelligence adding a duty to act responsibly which would make companies responsible for getting rid of harmful content from their sites and then uh, new stiffer penalties for online hate speech. So people will actually be able to file complaints against individuals posting hate speech to the Canadian Human Rights Commission. They also propose changes to the criminal code, which would increase the maximum punishment for for hate propaganda offenses. For example, if someone is found guilty of advocating online for genocide, they could face life in prison up from the previous maximum of five years in jail. So some stiffer penalties for hate speech online. Uh, Pierre Polyev has said he thinks the bill is an attack on the freedom of expression and his conservative party will be opposing it. An earlier version of Bill C-63 was introduced in 2021 but died shortly after an election was called. So they introduced it. That was Bill realized That was C. Same bill, I guess. No, it was a different number. Oh, um, what I read was the same one. It's the same bill. Yeah. They just number them. They were numbered differently. So I think it was Bill C-18 or 19 or something. Because I, I, I've been talking about... I'm pod, yeah, a podcast, yeah. so it was a big deal at the time. Um, and there was a lot of criticism for it. We're in a world right now, and, and again, this isn't me taking sides, but we're in a world where the the left and the right, the, the 
the liberals and the conservatives, they both do this, yeah. right? Oh, it's uh, um, 36. They just flipped the numbers. Th- yeah, 36. Yeah. But then there was a previous... For, it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, the thing is, I think something does need to be done with the with the child pornography and and the kids stuff. There's a lot of it's bad stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm appreciative of them actually attempting to try to find a way to um to deal with that. Now, okay, we'll we'll deal with the liberals first. There is hate speech laws in the country already. So they put this bill out and they go, look what we're doing, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, yeah, but. It was kind of there before. Yeah, so you're people saying, have gotten in trouble for online yeah, hate, hate you're, speech. You're saying you're doing something, but that is already something that you took care of, right? And then Pierre Polyev goes on and goes, it doesn't do this, but the bill actually does this, but it doesn't matter. He can just say he it doesn't say do it. He wants, yeah. And his side believes him, yeah. right? So you get this... It's... The whole politicizing all this stuff it drives me absolutely crazy mm-hmm. and it's i'm not agreeing with the left or the right it's just both sides do versions of this well and then pp says he's gonna make a show you're gonna have to show your id to go on porn but then he's against this bill it's like it does it <laughs> how could you be for that against this it's just whatever team you're on we can't oh we can't agree with anything that they do yeah and we can't yeah and then stuff like this that actually might there might be elements of this that are actually good and that we should be passing through and then but then there's stuff on there that's like my my well, concern could they abuse that and that's my concern. Start putting people in jail. <laughs> well, because is is there anything there that's speculative? Yeah. Where if somebody sits down and goes, mm, yeah, that's hate speech. Yeah. And then they decide it's hate speech because they don't like Grant's Grant report. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's hate speech. Yeah. That's hate speech. So we're gonna we're gonna send Grant to jail. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Because there's always overreach. With government. Never. You, or you disagree with something the government's doing, and you say, okay, they're idiots. Okay, that's hate speech. You know, that's... like it, it's, it's what he just said. <laughs> no, but I was, I, I was doing a different example. <laughs> like uh, You're going to have to get ID so you can go watch porn. You know, I don't think your stripper license is going to cut it this time. It should. I'm licensed to <laughs> strip. You're going to have to get a lobotomy, and hopefully that fix your paying attention problem. Welcome to the locker room. If you want to test somebody in your life to find out if they have a heart, I have something for you. I'm, I'm not going to share it because I already did. Yeah. And it looks like whatever I shared didn't work anyway. The link didn't work. Oh, maybe but it's easy. It's easy to find. You can just go on to YouTube and type in John Stewart Daily Show Lost Dog Dipper, something like that, and you'll get a three-minute video. And then play it for maybe maybe you're in a new relationship, Mm -hmm. and if they don't cry, I would go get your stuff, (laughs) pack up. There has to be some reaction to the video. Yeah, that's a tough watch, John Stewart. um, Yeah, did you cry, Locke? Oh. He was in the studio crying. Didn't you hear him choking? <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, we had to go back on the air. I was. Yeah, yeah I, I had I to shake stop it off. Watching that now. Whew. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that was a heavy video talking about his dog dying. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great video. It, mm-hmm. it, it really is. 
it, it might even make here's the thing too like if you've got a pet lover in your family it might make them angry and i would understand that reaction as well like why are you showing this to well, me well sometimes i'm like i don't want to think about that yeah like yeah yeah because yeah. a dog's life is so short in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of things yeah um and i, I mean i think i said this in the control room yesterday shortly after watching it but I don't think there's anybody on the planet I like more than my dog. Yeah. Right? Even your kids. Well, how could you not? The dog is always happy to see you. Oh. The dog is always wanting to play. Like, yeah. Just uh, Neil absolutely De- love my dog, Kingston. Neil deGrasse Tyson has a, a little thing where he's talking about dogs and how they are the best thing of this earth. It's awesome. You should look it up. It's on YouTube. They, he's like, just talking about how because their lives are so short, they do not... Every day they don't take for granted. It's yeah. like they're like every day they at. live their life to like, the best. Like there's never a day they ignore you. Yeah. I, I you saw know. a thing one time and it was like when, some days when I don't want to go take Rodney for a walk, I remember it. It was like, just remember that walk is the highlight of your dog's day. I'm like, oh, now I got to go. <laughs> yeah. That's the highlight of his day. Now I got to go. There's, I feel so guilty if I don't take him for two walks a day. <laughs> right. like when, it, when I was when I was watching him, uh, I was uh, I took him for three. Like yeah, he, it was on the weekends. There was something to. He got yeah. used to. He's he's not doing this anymore. But he used to go to the front door and just sort of sit there just and there. then and then just sort of yelp at me. And I'm like, that happened immediately after Jimmy looked after Kingston. Yeah, and I'm like, because he did that to me once, and I'm like, okay. Took All right. it for a walk, so it worked then, on you. So then he was trying it on on Deb and He was I. trying to train you. Yeah. <laughs> they're not dumb either. Oh no, no, no figure it out. Yeah, again, John Stewart's back doing a Monday episode of the Daily Show, mm-hmm. and it was from Monday. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's it's a quick watch. I'm not gonna like I said, I'm not gonna reshare it. You you go find it if if you want to watch it. But it was, yeah, very powerful. The locker room. Expos doc coming. This will be good. I think this would be really good. It's kind of a look at why the team left in 2004. It's been 20 years. Behind the scenes. It's the Netflix documentary. So I can't believe this isn't something that's already happened. Yeah. I mean, there's probably been something. Something, but nothing what are those as in 30 by 30s as, or something. Yeah, ESPN it, ones and stuff. I've seen a handful of those, but I, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing anything on the Expos. Yeah. Yeah, this will be good. Um I have memories of the Expos, but I wasn't really paying that much attention back then. I was always a Blue Jays fan growing up. Um so I didn't really pay. Like when they were leaving, I was kind of like, "Ah, whatever. No big deal." My father had a uh, distaste for the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs, oh, yeah, yeah. and so I, um, I took that on, <laughs> and um, and and carried that. <laughs> the, the Expos had so some, that just extended to anything to from a, Montreal. The, the Expos as well. They had some amazing players, though. I mean, the history of the Expos. Did they ever get close? Yeah. Um, the famous one is 94. They were the best team in baseball, and then the strike happened. And everyone's like, they would have won it that year. They were dominating every team. The fix was in. The strike happened, and the player strike happened, and they just never recovered after that. I have met fans of baseball that 
refuse to even acknowledge the fact that there's a team in Canada. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's there's Americans that... Oh, they are so ignorant to Canada and everything sometimes. Like, Well, and they just do not want a team here. Same with, like, basketball. Yeah. You hear basketball players talking about the Raptors and... In Toronto, as if it's like they got to go to a third world country to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember. Like, I've never been really much of a sports fan, but I remember the expo, uh, the expos when I was a kid. I actually like the logo. Yeah, I love the like the logo is awesome. The Montreal. That's why there's so many hats and stuff. Because you see the hats sharp all the time. Hats. You yeah. see the hats all the time. We were just talking about that. You're listening to the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Do you know what Gemini AI is? No clue. Grant, I do because Elon Musk has been going off about it, and so I've seen his his tweets about it and stuff, and I figured it out. So Google is working on a version of AI. So I th- I don't know anything about it because I've never used it, yeah. but it's similar to like ChatGPT. Well, no, I, it's images, I think, more than anything. Well, that's what people were having an issue with um, was the images. Um, so it is, they say it is essentially Google's version of ChatGPT. I was going to say, I think, um, it, I think it does different things. It can, but a- it's- it can answer questions in text form, but also generate pictures in response. So you can type in, like, show me a corn farmer in Tabor, and it'll show you an image of what they think a corn... We should try that, actually. Uh, corn farmer <laughs> Tabor looks I, like. Didn't they take it down? It's paused right now because it was too woke... So it was <laughs> like the one I saw was somebody typed in, show me um, George Washington and it showed George Washington, but he was black. <laughs> okay. Like uh, somebody said, show me a 1943s German sh- soldier. And it was like an Asian person. Like it was all confused and messed up. It didn't and know what to do. It didn't know what to do. And it yeah. was leaning on stereotypes too and tropes. Yeah. So if if there was a, a stereotype or some sort of um, consistent messaging yeah. around a, an image you were asking it for, it would give you that. Like if well, well, and it was if another city is making fun of another city yeah. for their hockey team. Like, did you see the hockey ones? Uh, I didn't see those, no. I wonder if I, I... I thought I texted that to you guys in the text group. That made me laugh out loud because what it was basing it in is the conversation online when yeah. people are on making fun of whatever team they don't like. Right. So it started to lean on that messaging on to develop. So I don't want to get into it, but and I don't know what it says about me for laughing at it. I think a lot of people saw that that Google Gemini AI of the hockey fans. Right. Because my daughters said that to me. I did see the me. hockey fans one, actually. That's I did a, see that. That's a Gemini yeah, I didn't AI realize that. <laughs> so I, I just Googled the uh, M word in Tabor. Okay. Uh, like uh, using the Gemini. And it shows oh, I that. I see this. No, there's no M. It's, I thought it's, they paused uh, Gemini. You couldn't use it right now. I don't know. I just did Gemini and clicked on it. And it says it's. Uh, yeah, I heard they took uh, it down. It's. Hockey with M word hockey, and it shows the uh, the Golden Suns, which is a team from uh, from Tabor back in the day. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Grant. I thought that they paused this whole thing. Because- I, don't know. I just did Google Gemini, and then I t- it showed up, and then I. Well, here's what we need. Here's what we know about AI. It's racist. <laughs> the locker room only on Chris. Roadhouse, the second one is coming out. Like it's it's just around the corner. It is. It's coming out. Um, I think it's going to be in theaters and then going to Amazon streaming. I think there will be a run of theaters. Um, I was surprised when you said that it was just going to go right to Amazon. I was like, there's got to be a theater run for this. No. Um, so it comes out March. It's got what's, It's got Conor McGregor. It's got Jake, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall, yeah, like it's a Post Malone. Post, Post in Malone it for a little, in it? is in it. He's in it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of wrapped so my head around. You got you got the uh, well, release. It's going to be out March eighth, but then by the twenty first, it'll be on Prime. So it's going to have a few weeks in theaters and then. Head over to Prime, so I don't know if I have to see this one in the theaters. Yeah, this but might not be a movie one for or a theater one for me. Might be an at home when no one else is home movie. <laughs> and again, I have wrapped my head around the idea that this isn't going to be anything like the original. You are the yeah. bouncers. I am the cooler. All you have to do is watch my back and each other's. Take out the trash. But uh, I love that. Yeah. But I I have wrapped my head around the fact that the original Roadhouse. Although it has a very special place in my heart, the remake is probably... Do you know what I mean? This isn't an untouchable movie. Yes. They already did a second one back in the day. (sighs) Did they? Yeah. There there was one in 2006, but it was straight to DVD. Yeah. and so It was kind of cheesy. I I liked it, though. And the first one wasn't. Oh, I'm having a memory of that now. And... Because yeah. it was his son. It was That's uh, right. Yeah. That's and he was a DEA agent that ended up going to But I remember when the they announced house. that this was coming but, out and they were talking about Jake and uh Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and they were talking about Conor McGregor and then, then they sort of changed it to a UFC kind of themed one. Um and people were mad. You can't redo that and I'm like, I was on board for that for a bit and then I was like, Okay. Here's the, yeah, here's the thing. As much as I love Roadhouse and it is so cheesy and funny to watch, and I will watch it every time I see it appear. Like if I'm on watching TV and I see Roadhouse, I'm going to watch it. It's not an untouchable movie, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I bet you we get texts from people that are like, "Well, we got one in the room." <laughs> Jimmy, it's <laughs> yeah, a good point. <laughs> Jimmy thinks anything Patrick Swayze does is untouchable. So, um by the way, the news revolving around this and um, we'll keep an eye on it is that the guy that wrote the original book or screenplay or whatever put in a copyright when he found out that they were redoing this. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the uh, it, well, Amazon just ignored it and did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so now there's a battle in the courts about whether or not it's even he, coming he's out. He's trying to get them it blocked and everything else, cl- copyrights. And, yeah. I can't imagine Amazon letting Amazon that happen. Has too much money. They have a lot of. Yeah. Welcome to the locker room. The fire sticks are going to start. They're going to start going after them hard. They're doing it in Ireland right now. Yeah. And I I was reading the story. I don't quite understand exactly how they're cracking down, but they're they're like locking them down and then they're also there's also this warning that somebody has found a way to hack into them. And they're getting into your bank account somehow through them. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. So it's just, 
it's it's another one of those things, right? Like I yeah. figured it wouldn't take long for them to find a way to to right now they're going after the people selling them that that's what the crackdown is well no you can't go after because you'd have to go after amazon that's who they're going after and so the companies that are selling these things the tvs in europe you buy today come with fire sticks already in them like most tvs you buy already have a fire stick in them loaded into it already a lot of them well that's yeah. that's going to change hmm. from what i was reading yeah so they're, are you sure it's not the companies that are doing illegal things with them that, that are doing the uh, the as they call it because in broken, general like the, if you don't jailbreak a fire stick it's just a streaming device you just load Netflix onto it and you just load right okay then you then you do a couple maneuvers and then you can download your own programs onto it which allow you to stream stuff for free okay yeah. so. I it just the the thing that I read was it's it's a warning for anyone who does anybody use those things legally? Um yeah, some people do. Yeah. Okay, like what's some the people, percentage of the people oh, that I are don't using? know. Some people just use it as like like you do with your where you stream from your phone on like Chromecast. Yeah, Chromecast. Some people just use it. It's a place to put their Netflix and stuff, and and they refuse to jailbreak them and, I, and everything. Else. I had a Fire Stick. I couldn't figure out how to use it, but so I bought a Chromecast, and so that's what I use. Okay. Anyway, I listen. I think they're gonna. You're gonna start to see a crackdown on yeah. on these things because. Everybody that I know has one, including yeah. somebody in this room. Oh, I'm not shy against using it. I don't pay for anything, though. Like, I'm not um, subscribing to any streaming services or anything through it. Just free ones. Because <laughs> some people will pay. Like, there's programs you can download which give you, like, live TV and stuff. And you have to pay for those. But I don't do any of those. But, yeah. It's coming. I I don't think it'll be long before they find ways of locking these things down. Yeah, it's like it. You remember the still better than paying for cable. Absolutely, I'm not lying to you. I'm not. I'm, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. Right. For me, the reason why I don't do it is because these things never work for me. Yeah, this is like, and then you got to call up people to fix it for you all the time. Yeah. So I've just decided that it's not it's not worth it for me. You'll right. Spend like two hundred bucks on cable. I'll I'll chew on that rather than deal with. Different streaming every month. Yeah, I can't do it. The locker room presents the Grant Report. Brought to you by iFurniture. Better, cheaper, smarter. Visit iFurniture.ca. Now, Grant Johnson. Here's another story about how this might be the moment in time when we lay down and let the machines win. I'm sorry to be negative. I just think this is a pivotal time in history. Wendy's has announced that they are going to introduce dynamic pricing to their restaurants. What that means is they are going to use artificial intelligence to pinpoint their busiest times, and at those busy times, your Baconator will cost more money. (laughs) You know, like when you go to the bar and you leave the bar and your Uber costs 10 times what it costs you to get to the bar at 11 a.m.? Surge pricing is coming to Wendy's restaurants Some people think that this will hurt Wendy's business, and they think people will stop going there. I personally think maybe initially people will have a boycott, but eventually we're going to need our spicy chicken sandwiches, (laughs) and we're going to suck it up and go to Wendy's. Here's what will happen, though. 
We're going to just start eating at different times to avoid the surge pricing. So Wendy's might single-handedly change all of our eating habits so we can avoid Mm. paying a couple bucks more for a JBC. (laughs) We will actually evolve as humans to start eating lunch at 10 in the morning. And then surge pricing will change to impact those times, so we'll have to adjust what time we're getting our Wendy's. It's just going to be a nonstop give or take. You thought the war with artificial intelligence was going to be us using weapons and bombs and fighting machines? No. Instead, it's just us trying to outsmart the machines to get cheap Baconators. Welcome to the future. It sucks here. The Grant Report is brought to you by our... Do you got that dog in you Costco hot dog t-shirt? Text now to get the link to show. The Locker Room. Matthew Perry, who passed away, friends, Chandler, mm-hmm. his um, Twitter page has been hacked. Oh, so that's me. awful. Yeah. I had that happen to someone I know um, passed away, and then their Facebook this. got hacked, and like you get a message, you're like, so-and-so, bing, so-and-so has messaged you, and you're like, what? That's awful. Imagine being the family, and you see that pops up in your inbox. Oh, right. I can't imagine. Yeah, We're going to be getting messages when Jimmy passes. Oh, Jimmy will never die. Because his accounts, his social media will live yeah. on forever. Because whenever the hacker that has his Facebook dies now, he'll pass it on to his kid. Right? And like, his I'll, son will I'll be, I'll be over. three years dead and still sell uh, selling still selling Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. <laughs> no, he'll never die. This is uh, his legacy. Yeah, this sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Perry and uh, James P. White have something in common. Don't trust me. Messages from either of them on social media. By the way, yeah, if you did follow Matthew Perry, don't send cryptocurrency. Yeah, he doesn't need it in heaven. The story that I read was that it's actually working. Like people, because people are actually sending it. Well, they're sending it on his behalf in the name of him. Right, because uh, they think somebody has, and and they think it's for charity purposes. Because they're yeah. not, they're not saying that he's alive. They're saying he's passed. This but is in his memory or whatever. And people have been, you know, duped into uh, saying that's awful. Isn't that brutal? Yeah, that's awful. The thing that drives me crazy about this is that these companies don't do anything about these hacked accounts. Well, it's yeah, it's like you think that's an easy fix, Elon. Delete the account. We've reported Jimmy's everybody Mark, that Jimmy knows. What are you doing? Yeah. Delete Jimmy from all social media. Just get rid of all of his accounts, yeah. active or not. <laughs> this is the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. This might be the the most important study <laughs> of all time for mankind. And when I say mankind, I mean man just men. Mankind. <laughs> mankind. Yes. Um, does size matter? So they looked at uh, women's preferences of toys. That's how they did it. Interesting. You kind of like, no, that makes sense. If you look at what are the most popular toys that ladies are buying and the sizes of those, that should tell us. Because if if all women want a large one, the large toys should be the most popular. They found worldwide that actually the average size toys were the most popular. Leading them to believe that um, size does not matter. Size does not matter. They We've just been want lied average. to our yes. whole lives. Yeah, average is what they want. So this he, doesn't really apply to you, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen. I, I was just gonna see. The problem is, is people stop carrying a monster around. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem it's is, is people stop Jimmy, listening actually. to Star Wars. If you listen to Yoda, Yoda said size matters not. 
Mm. Uh, can't be judge me by, your, by my size. Do a lot you? of people didn't know that he was talking about his. his <laughs> he didn't wiener. know they were talking about sex toys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So if you're completely average. Should be walking around good. There today. you go. That's yeah. you can have that conversation with your girlfriend or your wife tonight at dinner. Yeah, I was listening to the proud. locker room and they said size doesn't matter. Matters not size does. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We needed that. Have a good day. Welcome to the locker room. All right, we got Kings of Leon tickets. Beat the box office. That show is September second. Rogers Place tickets go on sale Friday at ten a.m. I believe this is. Um, Hold on, no. Is today the 28th? Today is the last day. Yeah. This is our last pair of tickets. Yeah. We have no more after this. All right, so this is your last chance, and we're playing Kings of Leon Family Feud. Grant Johnson, what do we got? Yeah, well, we ask a question, then you text in an answer. Family Feud. Name another word people say for rear end. Okay. Another word for rear end. Text your answer to 780-989-0957. Jimmy will go in and uh, pick a winner. Once again, Grant Johnson, what are we looking for? Name another word people say for rear end. Survey says... You found the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Who are we calling? Darren. Hello? Name another word people say for rear end. But. But is the number one answer. <laughs> also on the survey, arse, backside, derriere, bottom, and hiney. There you go. Darren, you're going to Kings of Leon in September, courtesy of Cruz. Give us a good woo. Thank you, guys. On the leading edge of fried chicken innovation and on a mission to figure out the 11 spices in the Colonel's secret recipe. Here's your Chicken News host, Grant Johnson. Grant Johnson! So KFC has been making this um, in other countries for years. Uh, It originally debuted in the Philippines in 2015 and then kind of floats around China, sorry, China, um, Thailand, (laughs) Germany, Spain. It's never come to North America until now. Um, They just debuted it in the United States. It is KFC's Chiza or Chiza. It is a chicken pizza. Not traditional chicken pizza like you know and love. This is actually a piece of chicken. Okay. And then they put the pizza sauce on top of it and the cheese on top of the chicken (gasps) and slices of pepperoni. So it is a combination of a piece of fried chicken with pizza on top of it. Kind of like a a chicken parm or something like that. It's that similar idea, right? Um, But people say it is really good. Like sometimes these creations, you know, they're a little. They're Where for the did headlines. you stand on the double down? I loved the double down. Okay, because this has I a similar feel to it. Did not eat many of them because I felt like I was taking some time off my life. Uh, but <laughs> I had a couple, and I, I loved the double down. Like I look, told you, the first year they came out, yeah, that was what ten plus years ago. Yeah, and I went and stood in line the first day. I had one. And I went back. 
I'm a salt guy, right? Yeah, you love salt. I went back the next day. I had another one. I had one every day that week. And <laughs> by day five, my chest hurt. I, I was with you that, like, uh, we worked together back then. And yeah. You were, and you were the next day or uh, next week, you kept grabbing your chest. Yeah, yeah, literally, I thought. Yeah. And, and then it came out, I think it was a couple of months later, that they were going to change the... Um, recipe, yeah, because they had enough salt in it to kill a barn animal, <laughs> so they had to redo it, right? Uh, but uh, I loved the double one, down. But looking at this thing, three hundred and eighty milligrams of sodium in a double down. It was more than that when they first came yeah. out, and um, it got out that there was a ton of salt in it, and they 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 um, changed it a little so bit. So where in the states? Like, where am I flying to this weekend uh, to get this? New York City. Um, New York is, City. They actually had like a pop up restaurant where they only sold these in New York City. I might be uh, in New York this summer, actually. You might have to try to find one. <laughs> well, we did it with the with the McRib, right? We got enough support from here in Edmonton for the McRib that, that they released it across Canada. Are maybe, you suggesting we start a campaign right now, maybe, Grant Johnson? Maybe we pressure the colonel okay. to uh, bring this here to, to Canada because I want to try one. Start tweeting KFC. We want the chicken <laughs> pizza in Canada, everybody. Yeah. Let's get on this. Let's make it a crusade. There's nothing more important in your lives right now than this. this. Is it. KFC chicken pizza. Bring it to Edmonton. I want you to want bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. Okay, we're back on track. We got a win the other night, which is good news. Big one. That's a huge win. Grant mentioned it when it happened that morning after after the the next morning. He yeah. said they needed a win there, and that could have been the start. Another loss could have been the start of, of a major slump for the for the boys. I think. So, yeah, I mean, like, so they had lost three in a row. That game against Calgary was probably the worst of the oh, bunch. That was yeah. gross. Yeah, the you know they lost to Minnesota on the Friday, but they played really well. They got goalied a little bit. Calvin Pickard maybe didn't want to be where he was at on our side in net, and then the Calgary game was just ugly on Saturday. So to have them come out and have a big win like that over LA who's playing some really good hockey they're six and uh, they were six and two at the time under their new coach heading into that game so it was just a huge win and then the way they won was also important like they were down by a goal early in Mm -hmm. each period first in the second period then they came out with a great third ended up four two so huge win I hope the boys kind of feel good about it and can kind of rally around it but they could have found themselves back in a wild card spot had they lost that game, but instead it was a four point swing. They maintained their third place position in the Pacific Division, and yeah, like you said, huge win. Those teams that are playing for those wild card spots right now, because of the the sort of the competitive nature of the league now with the one point and everything like that in in over uh, in overtime, they have been playing Edmonton very desperate. Like those games. Yeah. All of them, every single one of those teams have come into town or when the Oilers have been on the road over the last month plus, those games seem to be the ones that, I don't know, I I wouldn't say they struggle with, it just, right out of the gates, there's just this intensity to them, right? Yeah. Well, and there's also the Oilers lately, especially since the All-Star break, basically since the calendar flipped to February, they've just had a hard time putting in a full 60. Yeah. 
that's given them issues and that's given them other teams an avenue or a lane or a door open just to make some noise. Like they play the St. Louis Blues tonight. The last time they played the Blues on February 15th, they gave up four goals in the second period, which was arguably their worst period in quite some time. So they got to clean that up. And if they play a full 60, they're going to be a really, really hard team to beat because the Oilers are really good. But when they give up a period and they're only playing 40 or 60 minutes, it makes it tough. But again, against LA, I thought they did a much better job of that. And I'm hoping yeah. that they can keep it going tonight against St. Louis. And it was our friend, Armin Chris, that said, oh, second period, go get some chicken. <laughs> the Oilers aren't really playing the second periods these days anyway. So come yeah. back for the third. Yeah. Um, do you think anyone on the Oilers cares about McDavid not scoring goals right now? I mean, the guy's racking no. up the assists. <laughs> As long as they're winning, I don't think anybody cares. Yeah. Should anyone? It's funny because it's like depressing. last year, everybody knows Connor had 64 goals last year. He had a great season. This year is just he's pacing for about half of that, which is odd, and uh, maybe concerning. I guess would be a word for it, but I don't think anyone cares. He's got five straight games with two plus assists or two assists, I should say. He's putting up his points. The goals are going to come. He's too good not to score. And I even thought it was kind of funny the other day when he was just joking around with the media. He goes, you know what? I'm just collecting assists. I don't want to shoot anymore. (laughs) Well, and you know what's interesting about that? And I think it was the second goal. You might have a better memory of it than I do, Bag Milk. But it was the Hyman goal where it looked like it could have been dry sidle the way it was, the way it came off his stick. And... The goalie had to play McDavid. It was coughed up in in Los Angeles' end. McDavid got it, did a little twirl, and then went right at the goalie. And the goalie has to play him. It's McDavid, Mm -hmm. right? And because of that, I think that McDavid, he just sees the ice better than anybody else. And and I think that's why he's getting so many assists, because he knows that if he dumps it off to, to... um, to, to Hyman that, that it's going to be a clear winner, right? Yeah, and I, I think that it's the goals are going to come. But yeah. right now, he's doing what he's doing, and he's setting up his teammates, and he's finding a way to contribute on the score sheet, even though he's not getting goals. If he was getting no points and no chances, he would be like, what's going on with Connor? But it is worth noting that he's 10 games without a goal. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, but then at the same point, I wouldn't be surprised if once he gets the next one, it could be tonight that he goes on a run of just scoring goals for the next four or five games. He's done it a bunch of times in his career so far. So I'm not worried about McDavid at all. I find the worry in him is very interesting. Anytime he does anything less than his own average, I guess people start to freak out about it, but he's going to be fine. The guy's got 90 points. Yeah. He's He's got 90 points. (laughs) Anyway, are you concerned about um, Evander Kane though? That is a little concerning to me because he doesn't want to play on the third line. Him and Drysaddle apparently don't like playing together. Um, I can't yeah. see that being a problem. There is those two. <laughs> yeah, there was talk. Uh, Rob Brown, who's an analyst for the Oilers, was saying that uh, there's some frustration there from Evander Kane. So, well, they were they were concerned going at each other on the bench. Yeah, once or twice I've noticed them getting a little heated. Drysaddle and Kane. Yeah, two big personalities, eh? Eh? Yeah, big personalities, and I don't mind if Evander Kane, when he goes down to the third line, he gets frustrated about it. I want him, like, I I would rather him be frustrated about getting demoted to the third line than being, all right, I'm happy to be here. No, man, he's got 21 goals in the season. He's a good hockey player. He's a top six player, always has been for his whole career. So I'm glad he's frustrated. Now, if that spills over and gets into, like, you know, some of the nonsense that he's he's had direct history, then that's a different issue. But if he's frustrated and they're kind of going at each other on the bench during a tough, uh, tough stretch of the season, I'm fine with it.
I think they are underutilizing him a bit, but I think it's a product of it's a the lot of weapons on the on, team on the <laughs> team, right? So, and I think it's it started when um, Perry showed up because not that they're similar players, but they're of similar ilk, I think, and so. I think you're doing a little bit of line juggling with those two guys, but I would I'd put Kane up. I'd put Kane and Perry back together again. Yeah. I, I like that line. <laughs> what would you do with a bag milk with Kane? He's tough, right? Because like right now, Chris Knobloch's looking for some consistency in the lines. He's looking for anybody to get going. So right now, I would just kind of maintain the winning lineup from the other night against LA. And if Evander Kane doesn't like it, play yourself out of it, just like you did the last time. You know, I, I think that that's probably the best approach here. The others need to win games, and individual personalities don't matter as much within that. Uh, you know, it, the individual personalities don't matter more than the team. So they won the other night against LA, maintain that same lineup. I would be surprised if we get many tweaks from Nobby tonight, but you got to play your way out of it, Evander. You can do that, buddy. You got 21 goals in the season. Go get a couple of goals. You're going to move right back up again. Don't worry about it. Do you think the Jets are moving? <laughs> <laughs> the Jets? No, I don't think so. Like, I can't see that happening. I, they, Back I, they, to Atlanta. They, Come on. <laughs> they can't. There's no way, right? I, I can't use that story about the 30% drop in ticket sales and everything else. But there's, yeah, I, I feel like they're maybe throwing a bit of a warning shot out there to get people to buy tickets. But how do you yeah, move? Probably, yeah. How do you move the Jets when you've got the Again. Coyotes playing? They've gone back to Atlanta twice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what we, we started doing? We started calling them the uh, the Winnipeg Thrashers <laughs> on the show. <laughs> well, certainly Manitoba's got a college rink they can play in. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this weekend is uh, brunch for Ben at Greta. Uh, yeah. Are there still availability? Yeah, there's still some tickets available, Jimmy. We're going to sell this thing out. So we're going to be raising some money for the Ben Stelter Foundation. The Stelters are actually going to be there. They're going to be joining us on Saturday. So I'm very excited to see them. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, nationgear.ca is where you go to get tickets. There's an events tab on nationgear.ca. Just click on in there. You're going to see brunch for Ben tickets. So we're going to have some, we're going to have some raffles. We're going to have some giveaways. We're doing our usual thing, but the goal of this one is to raise some money for a very, very good foundation in the Ben Stelter foundation. And, and it's an, it's a matinee. Beautiful. It is a matinee or get a little, uh, get a little day session in. We'll have some fun. We'll watch the boys do their thing and we'll raise some money for a great cause. So if you can make it, please do. It's going to sell out. So tickets are limited. Nationgear.ca is where you go to get them. But if you can't, maybe uh, share the Share the link for us and help us sell this out so we can raise some money. Bag Milk, Oilers Nation, as always, thank you for your time, my friend. Regina. <laughs> Experience Regina. I'm stuck in my head now. Regina. Experience Regina. So, bunny hug. Yeah. You can Where always- does that come from? You can always identify who grew up in Saskatchewan when you hear Bunny Hug because we are the only people who ever say it. Does anybody know where it, it came from? So people are talking about it right now because there was a podcast in Saskatchewan where they were trying to decide, like, where did this come from? Because I have no idea. Growing up, it was always a Bunny Hug, a hoodie. A if bunny you put hug. a hoodie down on the ground, it kind of looks like a, a rabbit. Right? Maybe. Is that, um, is so they, that it? They were trying to figure out where this came from. Because most things you can kind of trace. Like, my mom calls chocolate milk Vico still. 
That's because there was a brand of chocolate milk in Saskatchewan called Vico. I grew up drinking it. That's all we drank. Um, it's, it's all we did. Where um, B- Bunny Hug doesn't really come from anywhere. So they were saying some possibilities. Yeah, maybe it looks like a bunny when you put the hood up. Yeah. That could be it. There was a dance, I guess, called the Bunny Hug. Where you would do like oh, a well, con- that makes you would do like a, a conga line, and you would wrap your arms around the person in front of you, and that's where the pocket is. The one that to me that makes most sense is back in the day they used to line their clothing with rabbit fur, and so they think maybe oh. if a sweater you're you're getting a hug from a bunny because you're putting it. I had Fur never on your body. heard a bunny hug until I got here and was working with you. Yeah. Because you you called a hoodie a bunny hug one day. And got your bunny both, hug gun. Both uh, Jimmy and I were like, what? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I also heard that it was about about 100 years ago is what it was. is In Saskatchewan, there was an overpopulation of rabbits. So they were turning the pelts into hoodies and sweaters and stuff like that that's where they came into the whole bunny hug thing so they were actually making hoodies out of that's what i I said is they lined it with rabbit fur and you're getting a hug from a bunny that's what i'd said already the bunny hug dance makes sense to me that one seems i've never even heard of that well, I didn't know anything about uh, that. Locke either. used to do them back at the when he'd go back, down to back the, at town the sock hall. Ops yeah, and, the sock hops and, and the socials. Archie and the boys, and they'd have a sock hop. <laughs> okay, listen, I am not that old, but we did have sock hops. You didn't have sock hops. I only know what a sock hop is from Archie comics. I did too. I just like we making had, fun of you. We had in BC, we called them sock hops. <laughs> yeah, they were like a dance. Yeah, like, I don't know. We had them because we I don't know we had a times them, a year because we had the sock hops and they were kind of it, they were kind of a dance. But Is that it was not also, a thing anymore? The kids not nobody says sock hop, but no. it was but it was a dance. But it also was supporting your local football team or basketball yeah, team. Yeah, it was a like it was that. like a pep rally thing yeah. too, right? Yeah, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> That's completely gone. A sock hop is a dance party from the 50s and the 60s. <laughs> I am we not had, from the 50s and 60s. <laughs> me neither. And we I, had them. Yeah, but you grew up in Yak and you grew up in Tabor. <laughs> so that is like the 50s. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.